Hello, and welcome to our weekly podcast of Who's Here in the Hamptons. I'm Dan Retiner, your host, broadcasting from my home in the Hamptons, where I have lived for over 55 years. I've written a dozen books about this glorious place, and I've seen it grow through the years from small tourist towns, quaint fishing villages, and a summer playground for high society, to what it is today, a world-class resort for celebrities, artists, musicians, authors, and billionaires. In my podcast, I will bring you interviews with not only these people, but also prominent local people who have helped shape the Hamptons. I have with me for our podcast today, Maria Martin, who is the founder of the Bridgehampton Chamber Music Festival. And uh, there are a couple of concerts coming up. But before we get to that, um, I'd like to ask you a couple of things. How did you get interested in music and holding festivals? I started um, playing the piano when I was five years old. Uh, I took lessons and then I started taking flute lessons when I was 10 years old. I kept studying the piano for a long while, but I came to America. I'm from New Zealand originally. I came to America to study at Yale University and uh, one of my passions was chamber music. I love the interplay between the instruments. I love the thoughtfulness that you can interact with your colleagues and democratically decide how you're going to play a piece, what speed you should take. Uh, should you play loud here? Should you play soft here? So I really fell in love with chamber music. Fast forward uh, maybe 10 years, I was doing a lot of traveling. And in the summer, I was playing at many music festivals across the country. I would go to Santa Fe for six weeks. There was a wonderful festival in Miami. And I met my husband. And um, he didn't want me away for three months in the summer. <laughs> so he said, why don't, you know, there's really no music festival out here in uh, Bridgehampton, East Hampton. Why don't we start our own festival? Well, I thought he was pretty crazy because one doesn't just start a music festival, but he was hell-bent on doing it. And I must say, he, he brought me along and I, I got into it. But the first year we did, which was in 1984, we got married in 1983. Uh, first year was 84 and we did just two concerts. And we had no idea whether they would be accepted uh you know the the old adage back then in 84 about the hamptons was that no one wants to go to a concert they want to go to cocktail parties where was the concert held the first one it was held in the same exact spot it's held now the bridgehampton the beautiful bridgehampton presbyterian church can proceed <laughs> so um uh, we started off, in fact, that's a, another story about the church. Acoustics are so important. So when we were thinking about this, we called the pastor of the church and said, could I come up with my flute and just play a couple of notes in, in the hall, in the church? Uh, lucky for me, he had heard some of the Santa Fe um, NPR uh, national broadcast. So lucky he knew my name uh, and he said I'd, that would be lovely so I played two notes in the church and loved the sound the sound is perfect 
you know, you think of all these concert halls in the world that have been ripped apart four times. Our little Bridgehampton Presbyterian Church has the best acoustics I have ever played in. Wow. <laughs> so that's just another little story. Um, so we did these two concerts. In those days, the church didn't want us to charge money to go into the sanctuary. So we didn't know who was coming. It was not reserved tickets, and it was by donation. So we really had no idea if the church would have 10 people in it or 300. So we were, the musicians and I, my friends, were warming up backstage, and Ken, my husband, came running back and said, you have got to come outside and look. Huh. And I said, Ken, I've got a concert. I'm, I'm really practicing. He said, no, you must come outside. And I walked outside, and there was a line of people going right down the center path and down the street waiting to come in. That's wonderful. That was from the get-go. That was from the get-go. So that first year, we did two concerts. The next year, we did two. The next year, we did four. The next year, I think we did five. Until we're, we're doing now 13 concerts in the summer, two in the fall, and three in the spring. Yes, I've been to them. They're wonderful. I know you have. <laughs> and I think your granddaughter played the flute, Dan. Is that correct? Yes, she does. I, I didn't Spring know. her. That was a long time ago. Yes. And, uh, yes, she hasn't played it in quite a while, but she played there. Oh, nice. And how do you, how do you, uh, which musicians do you choose? How do you put, to put it all together? One of the easiest parts of it is there's so many wonderful musicians around. We also, um, I, I'm a, on the jury of a, a competition each year called Young Concert Artists, and we give a prize every year to one of those uh, winners, and they come and play with us. So we sort of know who's out there and I'm always uh, listening out for new talent and um, actually this concert on November 13th has a brand new uh, brand new I say he's just popped out on the music scene Albert uh, Camo Smith he won Young Concert Artist last year so this is his first time playing with him I think he's all of 22 he's wonderful they, when they, did they drive out for the day or they, were they put up for a couple uh, in the fest In the summer festival, they come out and we rehearse for three days. And we put them up with our board members and good friends. But we have about 45 musicians over the five weeks in the summer. Oh, that is wonderful. So it's quite... a. Um, a job uh, arranging all the accommodation for these uh, 45 musicians. But, you know, we've made a lovely bunch of friends and they have made friends with the musicians over the years. So they come to me and say, I want so-and-so, please. I want this person <laughs> to stay with me. So it's been a, a really nice um, exchange of connections and, um, it's a very happy time, this music festival, and especially after the last year of not having music for 18 months. The summer just felt like it was magical that we could play again and that the audience could hear music live again. 
and it was a very special time. It is. When are you going to be playing uh, in this? Is it one concert or two? We're doing two concerts, uh, November 6th and November 13th. And both concerts are actually going to be Beethoven concerts. Oh. And there's a story there because the, the, the summer we lost during the pandemic was actually going to be Beethoven's 250th birthday. So we had 14 concerts arranged with Beethoven every concert. Uh, Beethoven... Um, uh, arranged his second symphony for piano trio. It's not played much. We thought we'd, we, we had such fun organizing this. Of course, it was all canceled. So we thought that we would just have a mini festival in November and base these two concerts on Beethoven. After all, he missed out his wonderful birthday. Are you doing uh, any of the sonatinas or what are you going to play? The first concert is actually a solo piano. So we're doing the Appassionata Sonata and the Waldstein Sonata. Now, these are both big works, but very different from each other. The Appassionata is rather dark and very passionate. The Waldstein is full of fun and happiness and merriness. But these were composed in a time his what they call the heroic period, the middle period in Beethoven. And he was losing his hearing and he knew he was losing his hearing. So these were composed in 1804 and 1805. And it was a very tough time for him because he actually contemplated uh, committing suicide at this time and then decided not to because the music kept him going so much, but it was a very tough time. Are they both uh, piano? Those are both piano. The next concert we're doing on November 13th is winds, oboe, flute, clarinet, French horn, bassoon, and piano. And we have one of Beethoven's great works, which is for piano and winds. Uh, he also wrote a trio when he was about 16 years old for flute, bassoon, and piano. And it's funny, it's really more like Mozart than Beethoven because he, he still really hadn't become Beethoven yet. <laughs> so we're starting the program with that. And then we're doing a small piece, not Beethoven, but by Valerie Coleman, a wonderful uh, young woman, American, who wrote this piece called Umoji. And it's in Swahili, it means unity. And I, I thought that would be a very nice little piece to put in the middle of these two Beethoven works. And the same, this would be in the second concert. That's the second one, November 13th. I think I want to go to that one. Okay. You, you let me know. I'll have tickets waiting for you, Dan. Okay. I'll, well, you can count me in. Okay. Wonderful. A couple of questions for you. One is, did you ever play in Christchurch, in Christchurch? Uh, yes, I did. Many years ago. I left, Dan, I left New Zealand when I was 19. There was a group of us who traveled in New Zealand. We made our own little group when we were 17 years old. And we played in Christchurch, in the church, many times. It's a beautiful church. 
Yes, and uh, I guess it's been restored since the earthquake. Yes, it had a tough time during the earthquake, but they are restoring it. Yeah, I was. I've been there. I loved. I loved uh, that country so much. I wanted to go back, but it's so far away. It's it like, is so far, and it's it's not getting any closer either. Oh, it's not. <laughs> the other questions involve some of the other uh, music festivals. So there's one on Shelter Island with Yitzhak Perlman. Yes. Uh, there was one that was for many years uh, at uh, uh, in a, in a uh, tent in. Uh, East Hampton and then later in Bridgehampton, which was just called yes. the Music Festival. And yes. We had a competition for that because the one in Bridgehampton was right in that little Sarah Park right next to uh, the railroad. And in the middle of the I remember. year, a train came through right in the middle of the concert. And so we decided to have, ask students to enter from all around the country to write a 17-minute piece to accompany the arrival and departure of the train as it came came along. Wonderful. I don't remember this. It was quite something. We actually got the Long Island Railroad to donate us a train. They hung out at the Bridgehampton station. And on cue, they were started up and you could hear them coming in. The music was getting faster and faster. And finally, they roared through the horn blowing, and it was great. I thought you might have known about it. I think we did. Oh, that's wonderful. Back in uh, 1989 to about 1995. Great. What was, a wonderful thing to do. Who was the composer? Who won the competition? His name was Mark Petering, and he has stayed in touch with me. He stayed at our house for the duration. And nice. the awards and flowers that he got. And um, he's out in Minneapolis, I think, and that's professor there at a in a music school, and I hear from him Great. at the time. Wonderful. Well, Lucas Foss, of course, was a dear friend of mine, and uh, he was a uh, conductor. Yes, and we missed him dearly. Did you make any contact with Perlman up in the Shelter Island? Yes, I, I've known Itzhak for, for many, many years, and I've known Toby, and actually many of our musicians are graduates of the, the Perlman camp, which is a, a very nice thing for um, for us to now be having some of Itzhak's graduates. So how can someone get uh, tickets to these performances you're doing? This? You can buy them online. There's also a phone number there if you're more comfortable calling and speaking with someone. And um, uh, it's all, all the information is on the website. So it's Bridgehampton Chamber, Chamber Music Festival. Dot com. Yeah. Or dot org. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, the, the email address is dot org, but you can just put in the Google search Bridgehampton Chamber Music Festival and it'll come up. Great. Well, thanks for being on the program. I'm talking to Maria Martin, the founder of our the festival in Bridgehampton, the music festival. And I very much appreciate your being on this Zoom for me for this podcast. Well, I, I love talking to you, Dan, and I look forward to seeing you on November 13th. Yes, I'm going to write it down. What time, by the way? It's five o'clock. Okay. We'll which is there. perfect. And it's just an hour long, no intermission. So it's not, not too long. <laughs> I'll see you there. Great, Dan. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.